1: One, troops in contact. Coordinates to follow. Platoon location as follows. Papa
0: uniform 3558. Five, Fower 321.
2: How copy. Over.
0: Hey there, welcome to Warrior U. Join retired Special Forces Officer Bram Connolly as he explores resilience, mental toughness, high-performing habits and other aspects that are required to develop a warrior mindset. Warrior U, it's the performance edge. Hey gang, I want to give a massive shout out this week to my sponsors and in no particular order, or is there, anyway I'll let you try and work that out. So the sponsors, Special Operations Research and Development, or S.W.O.R.D. They design and supply legit tactical gear. I've used their equipment most of my army career. It's never let me down. Second off the bat, Med Australia, specialists in emergency medical equipment and training for complex environments. This group knows what they're on about. So go and check out their website. Now, Brother Shave, they're a brilliant not-for-profit veteran business. Ringers Western, True Blue Aussie Clothing Company with amazing workwear and casual clothes. And last but not least, Aussie Strength. So, if you're after workout equipment, you need to check them out. Their stuff is quality, and I'm in the process of replacing a lot of the equipment in my gym with Aussie Strength gear. Some of you might know what gear I'm talking about from my Instagram account, and I'm currently replacing some of it. So, there you have it, my sponsors. Without these guys, I couldn't have kept doing this for 30 episodes. If you'd like to be a corporate sponsor, please reach out to me directly and let's have a chat. Or if you just like to support the podcast, you can drop a few dollars into the Patreon page. That's always helpful. Alright, shout out as well to Cliffo, who wrote a cracking review on iTunes. He wrote, well done mate, great podcast. I found this not long after reading On Combat and find it a great continuation of learning. Listening to some of the interviews makes me feel like I'm back in the battalion with the lads. Great to hear some that have done great things post-service deployments. Crack on, Cliffo. Um, yeah, sorry, I stuffed that up, didn't I? Yeah, good. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. I appreciate the review. Um, I actually really love the fact that some of the battalion lads are listening in, and I want to continue to promote positive narratives around our ADF personnel. Also, I want our junior leaders and young officers to understand how important their role is. The fact is they're in charge of Australian soldiers, which is an incredible resource and an amazing honor in itself. And they deserve to be led by the best. Uh, I'm going to do a leadership podcast on here with a special guest very soon, so keep an eye out for that. All right, so Andrew, tell me about the night that you were all sitting around a fire going, you know what, there's no good clothes here for us and we need to come up with something better. And then everyone was sort of like having these great ideas and then obviously Mm. it was never going to amount to anything except it did
1: yeah well it's uh it's literally as it happened um so you know we're wearing clothes that are ripping um like whether it be you know RM williams or other brands and we're literally sitting there after we just busted our ass mustering all day and um you know i just said like you know if somebody else can do it then why can't why can't we so i was um you know initially i said we're all talking about it but then i uh I just started doing some research into it. And um, and then I looked at the area and looked at different avenues that had happened, um, you know, from that night. Um, the fact that, you know, Aaron Williams had been sold out to Louis Vuitton and moved overseas. Mm. Then um, in our space, you know, we didn't actually have a lot of competition whatsoever. Uh, you know, if you look at all the swimwear brands, there's hundreds of them every day, or the activewear brands, every single day you see them come through. Mm. And when I looked at this, there was really nothing um, that I could put my head t- down to that was a lot of competition. So, you know, initially we went out and I just we just organized some caps and uh, T-shirts, et cetera, and um, with the avenue to always, you know, do work shirts, dress shirts, um, and, and key and core Australian products that the everyday Australian would wear.
0: Yeah. And so where were you working at the time when this –
1: so it was just at our uh family cattle station up in the kimberley
0: yeah because everyone's got one of them
1: no that's right exactly <laughs> no nah, so i i was in the reserves and i was doing around um you know like 200 days a year with mm. Norforce. force mm. um and i'd just come off selection for the uh sas where i just got a, I uh i just had my appendix cut out about three weeks before selection so got that stitched up and then I still did selection just because it was
0: holy shit
1: i wasn't gonna <laughs> not do it anyway what year uh, is that I did not what year was uh, that 2015
0: bloody hell you nutbag
1: yeah. yeah well I mean look and and I mean when I when I was venturing obviously I realized that that you know it wasn't a major it's not a major thing but it just it just I caught it had caused quite a few issues on selection itself but you know, it was a good experience, and I can't knock uh, doing that. That's for sure. But uh, I think, um, you know, I, I, you know, most of the guys who work for us have been uh, either still serving or ex-serving members as well. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, you find that that's you know, it's a direct relation to probably running a better business as well because you have you know, people who understand the efficiencies of running you know, an organization like the military does, I guess.
0: Well, let's get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. But first of all, you're around a campfire in the Kimberleys, family property. You go and create some T-shirts and some hats and stuff like that. At what point yep. did you take that to become a retail venture?
1: Uh, literally from the moment I had the idea. No way. And I looked at it and I thought, this thing will be the biggest thing in Australia in the next few years. And is it? I, I, that As soon as I saw it, I was like, there's nothing there's there's nothing to prevent this from being massive.
0: And how far away is it from being massive?
1: <laughs> it's well on its way now, I tell you that. Yeah,
0: so that's 2012. So uh, we're... no, that
1: was actually so that was um so basically what it what it was it was 2016. Okay. So the idea for for Ringers West, and we're just putting photos up on Instagram. So that was 2012. Right. And then the idea for clothing was 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Just, yeah, so it's really—it's only two and a half years far from out that we've gone, actually gone through. So That's that ex- campfire was two yeah. and a half years ago to today, essentially.
0: That's that is amazing. That has exploded.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we have over a hundred retailers around Australia. Really? Yeah. Right what?
0: Yeah. Absolute shop fronts.
1: You're not; they're not ours. So they're okay. like, you know, your saddle worlds, your um, mm. men's wear stores in country towns, or ladies' wear stores in country towns, etc. Mm.
0: So you, yeah. you, you, your stock goes through those distributors. It does, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yep. And the website I've got, to, and I'm not, I'm not um, blowing wind up your ass here. That website is so easy to navigate through. I was absolutely amazed with it because I, obviously I reached out to you and said, "Hey, give me some free shit. I want to I want <laughs> I want to kit out my uh, <laughs> my military thriller bloody character. You know, what have yeah. you what have you got?" You said I'll give you some stuff, and I went, "Well, that's really nice of you. I'm going to buy some stuff anyway just to show good faith." So I jumped on the website, clicked on about four things, and then it did this weird thing where I had my I'm probably giving away state secrets here, family secrets. My credit card obviously is registered somewhere in my computer in that chain and it just went, oh, you can log in here and we'll automatically, and it just filled it all out for me. The next thing I know, it was like on its way. And here here in Perth and Western Australia, the acronym for WA is actually, it's not Western Australia, it's wait a while. Yeah, exactly. Because everything takes time. It was here in two days. I was amazed. It was good. Yeah.
1: Oh, just on that, like for, for us, the only, you know, when we started, so the only relevant thing is the people. Mm. So, what do people want? They want to get their products as fast as humanly possible. Mm. So, mm. You know, as soon as the orders come through, we've got the staff to be processing them so fast that so they get out so you can get it wherever you are at that next day. Gratification. Mm. Yeah. And we're just about to do express on every single order now. Wow. So, we'll change it from standard posts, et cetera, it's going to do, everyone will get express posts at standard costs. Because yeah. we feel that that's what will give us another edge.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, and I, obviously, I wasn't going to mention Aaron Williams, but I will because you did. You know, it's it's obvious to me that this is a lot, this has been done by people who are a lot more modern and they've got their heads around, you know, that distribution, um, being able to upscale fast. Uh, that's yeah. clearly evident through the website um and then just the styles of clothes and stuff as well was, were things that you know sort of transcend working in the yards to going down to the gymkhana you know mm, got exactly. even sound like a country guy
2: yeah
0: it's awesome country 101 um so so the the company was set up how many how many people did you start with
1: uh, so initially you know i i did the run at the start so we obviously had different support in the family but i I moved down to the Gold Coast and just ran it from my mom's uh, house. Mm. Um, you know, and she'd be posting out all the orders mm. every day and I'd be on the road going to different events, etc. cetera, mm. um, as we're just building momentum. And then uh, after that, you know, we got different family members in. So now, you know, my cousin runs the warehouse, um, you know, my wife's CEO of um, the uh, the company,
2: mm.
1: and then we've got directors in the family as well. So it's, it's completely expanded with all key personnel that's brilliant. Uh, in regards to that. So, yeah. you know, just, just because I might have found it something, it doesn't by any means mean that I can run it the mm. best either. So that's probably something to go into at a later point, I can talk to you about. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: I like that. And, and there's is there plans to branch out overseas into the U.S. market?
1: Well, we, we sell. There is, yeah. So we'll be doing a launch in America around mid-year next year, mm. um, a big one. But right now we currently sell, um, you know, to America every day online. Yeah. So we post globally: Germany, France, United you know, Kingdom, um, Canada, New Zealand. Yeah. Every day.
0: And any big corporate customers that you can that you can mention?
1: Yeah. So we've actually just signed uh, Landmark. Right. So Landmark has uh, been with RM Williams for for years, mm. uh, and then you know earlier on in the in the year here, we um, fortunately we uh, got in the position to be able to to head down there and, and essentially t- tender for the new for the new role. Um, and uh, so, yeah, obviously I went in there and, um, and we gave a presentation and, uh, you know, our main thing for us is we went down there and uh, I remember the day, you know, I remember the time clearly because we went into the meeting and, um, you know, there was two other brands, which was, uh, they came out and they had, you know, an entourage of people that must've been there for that presentation. And uh, I walked in there and it was essentially just myself It wasn't a set. It was myself in there. Mm. And so, you know, I've got the slide put up on the wall to the board of directors and everybody else there. And then, um, you know, I just said, I was thinking before I started, looking at the room, trying to look at the, you know, the times I've given a military brief before. And then, like I would do in the military, I just thought, Mm. I've got to do something different now. So I essentially said to them, uh, look, what I'm going to say is going to be no different and, and probably not be even presented as well as the other organisations before. But what I can say is that we'll provide you with what you want at the best possible quality. Mm. Now, the only way you are going to be able to see that is by allowing us to do it. And, um, and then there was quiet in the room, and you know, that, an hour presentation was done in less than three minutes. Mm. And uh, and then the CEO said, "You know what? Um, we're going to give you a shot." Mm. And uh and now today we are we're rolling out the full uniform range for, you know, nine thousand employees.
0: Wow. That's brilliant. Yeah, you should be very proud of that. And so obviously that that should also send, you know, a bit of a message to government to be wearing an Australian uh, you know that a yeah, are, are, you know, they should be looking at wearing full mm-hmm. Australian attire when they go overseas on on, you know, delegation you know, delegation tours yeah. and a like.
1: I yeah. mean, we've got AFL players, rugby players, um, you know, NRL, Union, uh, Channel 9, Channel 7, all news reporters, um, politicians. So there's people that all wear the gear that just purchase it, mm. um, which has, you know, obviously been fantastic. Um, and and multinational organisations and, you know, just normal customers every day that mm. you see. But um, mm. you know, the idea is now just to get the brand out. And we try and do it as as organically as we can. You know, we don't spend mm. We're very efficient with our money in the way that we do it. Um, you know, one of our directors, James, is um, you know, is exceptional in the way that he he essentially is able to direct the business from being efficient with money. because mm. um, ultimately if we're not efficient like that and he was he was actually a digger in the army as well. Mm. Um, but his his strength lies in being able to carry and manage um and make businesses more effective. Mm. And you know, for for us and our growth. We can be spending so much money on different things that we really need to be efficient with that. Otherwise, like anyone else, if we don't watch our overheads, we'll be done.
0: There's a there's a trend here, and I'm thinking, you know, with uniforms and the like, surely the Australian Army's about time that they had an upgrade to the polys.
1: Oh, exactly right. You reckon? Yeah, we, we can do all those things because yeah. the principle's is easy. Once mm. you have the formula, you can create anything. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... This, you still need the people and the resources and and the trial but it's just a matter of having the idea and then and then and then moving forward with it
0: one of the things that i've said before talking to well look looking at my own friends and wondering how so many of them are successful in things that they do and and i wrote it on instagram a while ago and it had an amazing reaction and that is that the key thing that all these people had in common was the fact that they didn't ask anyone for permission that and mm. and i find that that's one thing that especially soldiers that i've a lot of soldiers that i've served with that aren't successful when they're when they're um institutionalized they they stop they stop at the point of making a decision a life-changing decision and wait for some some lofty sign from the universe or for some you know some fake colonel to come down and give them the yes you can do this this task or you can do this project whereas it sounds to me like what you've done is you've, you've gone okay i've made a decision and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that decision, and you and you've done that, and you've been successful, and I can tell that you're successful because your bloody emails keep pinging in the back of back of my podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, and I guess I yeah. always try and relate it back to the military as well because that's something that you know I found a lot of my exposure and life experience came through mm. being in the being in the reserves, um, and also you know still deploying overseas, whether the theater was benign, but it was still. Uh, you know an invaluable experience to understand you
0: saw the mechanics of it Um, you lived through that that sort of deployment sequence so that that's an important thing
1: yeah one of the things we um we found with building a team and if we build a team and make our customers feel a part of that and make our business associates feel a part of that we we're achieving something together Mm. now that that is what makes us successful—is mm. having everybody a part of that. So it's it's Ringers Western, its a brand, but it's something to be a part of. Mm. And I, I feel the way that we're able to do that just creates such—you know—it it, it, everyone wants to be a part of it, and and that's you know sales come through that.
0: Yeah, and so you've got you've got people influencing on Instagram that you're not even really paying now to influence. I've, I've watched it myself. People would just like I've got friends you know a couple of them you know and these guys are the big dogs of 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 sF and they just they're country guys and they just wear ringers Western stuff and they just hashtag ringers Western when they're wearing something drinking scotch in a bar because they've had a shit day and I'm like dude you you're basically supporting uh, this company you don't even no, know you're doing it exactly right yeah. and that shout shout out, the, do that. shout out to the shout out to the big dog there yeah oh.
1: So, you know, like Mark Donaldson, mm. um, you know, we went out for dinner um, and just, just a great human being yeah. who we go with to, you know, we had some beers, mm. uh, we go, gave him some clothes. It's not because of anything else. One, he's he's earned a position from what he's done. And and for me, like I, I for whatever capability we can do, we want to pay, I guess, respect to that mm. in, in, a, in a capability. And you have never met a more, you know, integral and and person who really mm. understands his role from what he's achieved, mm. I guess, and the way that he operates in, in reference to that. And mm. I may not be being clear with how I'm explaining it, but it's um, you know, we're in a position where we can give something back mm. and we still try and do that.
0: Yeah, for me, he encapsulates 100% of what it is to be a, a Victoria Cross recipient. He understands the gravity and the weight as far as the Australian public views the yeah. Victoria Cross. I think more so than anyone perhaps more so than anyone else that I've seen in modern times. I try not to do the whole fanboy thing with with Mark Donaldson as well. I was actually there in the in the command centre the night mm-hmm. that he won the one, was awarded the Victoria Cross. Um or or was all the action um had carried yeah. out. And it was a it was a hell of a night for SAS. I don't think people would ever really understand just how close we came to losing that you know most of that troop that night um and their command center across the way were in complete turmoil trying to trying to sort it all out you know and the fact of the matter is he he wasn't even aware of that you know investiture for quite a a long time after the other thing as well is that you know you as an australian are able to sit down and have a meal with a victoria cross recipient which is actually a pretty big deal when you think about it you know
1: exactly right and i i um I feel like in you know in us being able to do that, mm. we've really you um, just we've been fortunate enough to have presence of things that we've never really seen mm. um, before. Mm. and I haven't experienced those things before. so mm. being able to to be a part of that was just something something completely different. and
0: um, so the business is opening you up to those new those new experiences as well. so things that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to probably do exactly yeah exactly um, right and so for for any young entrepreneurs sort of like listening you know how did how did you scale how did you go okay i'm going to use just enough to see proof of concept and then slowly scale this as i go i mean i had that i had that issue with warrior U, where i went all in and now i'm just about a year and a half later have nearly paid the website off, you know, because it just yeah. didn't take off the way I wanted it to. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I want to give you an answer that's, that's it's probably a little bit vague, but um, it essentially, you know, we had the idea, we said, all right, we might put, uh, it was around $40,000 for our first investment for clothing mm. for what we put into it. So then, again, I didn't do a business plan, like we didn't do one um so i'm
0: hearing more and more of that i'm hearing people say that quite often that they don't do business plans that they do a big whiteboard you know big a sort of big whiteboard thing and then they then they put ten thousand dollars into it and then they just sort of go yeah
1: Yeah. i just had a concept i said if i get on the road and then go to all these events people are going to see the brand and if keep doing stuff on instagram and social media that'll keep that'll keep we'll be able to keep selling the product we got a, a very cheap website done through Shopify who we still use, which is fantastic. It's a good you know, website, make... yeah it's so easy yeah,
0: there's a it's, few people skilled athlete uses it as well um i mean i've I built my i did I had a company build mine but and I know Brother have got someone to build theirs. It cost you know me twenty five thousand them forty five thousand plus you know and and yours looks just as good if not better in some regards for what it's designed to do as well
1: and i always said like right now and i, I mean i'm um, brother shave is ex-military as well isn't
0: he yeah yeah he's an air force guy and really yeah. really passionate about giving giving back to the community yeah. yeah so so i had a friend who was injured in a motorcycle accident in the uae and i reached out to him while we were over there and said oh look you know there's this this and this and he just he donated, I think, a thousand dollars straight to it from from their account. So any money that's in their accounts that can completely not for profit. Any money that's in there goes towards, you know, legacy kids or goes towards Commando Welfare Trust and this, that and the other is yeah. yeah. But that's I actually what-
1: think I did my I think he was a digger before that. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. did my IET because I was a digger as well before I went and got commissioned. I'm yeah. pretty sure I went through my IETs with him. Okay. I'm almost certain I did because he sent me a message actually about yeah. Remember gri- that An- time we were on our AETs together?
0: An- Anthony White, is a really good yeah, dude, and good yeah, Whitey. yeah, yeah, good, good, good businessman. He's given me some good advice. Yeah, you know, we did yeah. we did a podcast as well not long ago. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know I've said to you before we should get all these people into a room together and go, let's make some Uber company. You know, like. <laughs> With all of our well, experiences. I, I
1: always, uh, for me, and this is, you know, this is probably anti-defence, but I've always seen a lot of my mates who are, were the most amazing officers, but they left around the rank of major and then they got surpassed by others who were not necessarily as capable or as competent as them. Mm. And I think that, you know, it's almost not necessarily upsetting, but it's interesting to see like, the most capable ones I've, I've seen Tap
0: out a certain rank. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm of the same opinion. And I mean, I was uh, the special ops liaison officer in Hawaii one year um, for Talisman Saber, and I walked in. I've told this story a few times. I've walked into the room, and I'm surrounded by. I was the only Australian there. I was surrounded by, you know, Navy Seals, a couple of um, Delta Force guys, a few, a few other from you know stock pack sort of area dudes, and they are all as smart as the smartest Lieutenant Colonel that I'd ever worked for in SF who was the CEO a few years later and is now, you know, on his way up, up the, the ladder and, he, and rightly so, but this room was full of them. And when you've got a population that big, you know, you yeah. expect that, but I also see there's this huge nexus of, well, there's this, there's this nexus between, um, You know, majors and lieutenant colonels, and no jobs in the middle for them to go to. So, so a lot of good guys get out. I think at the major level, especially if they get passed over that first year, and and they go on and do this other stuff. And isn't it funny when you start to see people in colonel and you know brigadier positions, and you're like, dude, you were you were useless. (laughs)
2: Like I remember you. And see it. You know, and they're the ones, and they're they're running the running the show.
1: Who are now controlling what's happening?
0: Yeah, but but again, they're not the ones that are that are creating you know hundred million million dollar companies, and and the other thing too is if you get no. out if you get out at forty five rather than thirty seven or thirty five, you know you you can't make up that ten years fast. That ten years doesn't no. get made up fast unless you're someone in the military and have been earmarked for a big job. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and you certainly as an entrepreneur as you know I mean I'm you know I mean I'm hustling every single day to try and keep my head above water you yeah. know and it's and and to do it to do what I'm trying to do as well with you know podcasting and writing books and that sort of thing it's not scalable you know no. and so it's yeah. it's all about branding but um, to try and get a brand and to have it instantaneously catch on that doesn't work people don't realize that some of these successful businesses, they're ten years, fifteen years, twenty years in the making. It's just that they suddenly. I'm talking to you. You're two years. You're two years into it, and <laughs> had this meteoric See, rise. I,
1: I, 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 when you say it, this is the thing, and this is what this is why it's really not necessarily typical. But I, for me, it might be an unrealistic thing. Like I always thought. Like if I'm going to do it, then want to be the best. Mm. And I think anyone can say. For me, it's, we, we we don't function through ego. But like, mm. it, it's a matter of because that's the one thing that undermines all of us, particularly men, mm. is the ego. Mm. So if I'm doing a shit job, then get me out. Mm. If I'm doing a good job, then put me in. Just because you're my wife, my brother, whatever, does mm. not mean that we have that right to be in that position. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, I have views on the military in regards to that because mm. time and rank position and that does not necessarily experience is one thing and I'll always give that credit. No question whatsoever because you can't buy that. However, it does not necessarily mean that you are more capable or competent Mm. to do that job than somebody else. No, I agree. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the time people get affected by that because of their ego. Yeah. I mean I
0: would have stayed if if the system existed, I would have stayed a platoon commander forever.
2: Mm, You know, I'd
0: still be doing it today, like banging it in and planning operations and and that it yeah. was that it was that that cog that central cog of a company as that person within that company to facilitate the company commander's orders that i was that i was particularly i particularly enjoyed you know yeah. but then you you know and and i'm you know i, I was student merit on my majors course as well but you yeah. but i didn't necessarily want to be a company commander as much as be a platoon commander i guess because it's different, yeah, no. it's different, you know, especially as a, spe- a special operations guy. Um, yeah, no, exactly
1: yeah. right. But I think that obviously, more so with SF people, is that their mind operates through INS, so the intuitive part of their mind. Mm. So that's probably why they're always going to do better than people who operate through the intellectual part mm. or, you know, who have a less emotional competence or emo- they have mm. a lower EQ, I guess. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm still. I still look for. I mean, I'm not sure if you you would, Andrew, but I still look for. I still walk around going, "Oh, there's a gap in the market there for this," and I think mm. about and I and I postulate and think about on a war game whether or not I could start a business to to meet that demand. I do it probably daily. You know, I exactly. mean, I mean, for for a while there, I was going to throw every cent that my family had ever earned at making a new ration pack. Um, yeah. I'm not sure I'd have been very successful with it over, <laughs> because there's other um, things at play there. But um, you know, certainly there's there's other things I'm working on at the moment that that would be in that realm as well. You know,
1: yeah, and that for me is I think um, it's something different. So when we're trying to run a business like Ringers, we've employed a lot of you know military people, as I said before. Mm. But it's a matter of really just kind of jumping and letting. Well, we, I just, we let the idea come through mm. um, and I have, we have certain things that come in. Like obviously, we have budgets. We have things that we have to meet to try and be more effective and, you know, to make sales. But mm. the way that um, I think we function well is
0: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
1: we're not coming from the book that's been written on how to run a business. It's just an idea, and then we keep we keep rolling it through.
0: Let's talk. Let's talk about that. The the, the military personnel that you've had come into different positions within the company, or the, or the all the experiences that you've had in, in particular. How do you find that they those people operate within the business?
1: Oh, look, I, it's a, it's a really interesting thing to see because. I've worked with some phenomenal, phenomenally capable officers in the army. Um, that just they exceed so much confidence um, when they're in the green, mm. and uh, and I always look and say, God, these guys would be so capable and just be able to dominate, you know, in a civilian capacity in business because they could just do things well. However, what I have noticed on that is, is, it's when people, particularly those who are more competent, get out of the green, mm. they seem to. Feel like they've lost that capability that they had of of not the confidence, the knowing the role or knowing themselves, and they didn't even necessarily know anything in the green. They just they just functioned well, yeah. And then um, yeah, and then I can see it like leads down depression, or it leads down certain things, which they feel like they don't have that anymore, that sense mm. and um, that identity, yeah, that identity. Um, I, again, I am not necessarily able to articulate it clearly, but. You know, if we're able to help maneuver that better and do a transition better for those that are more capable, we'd probably see some amazing results in in, in the civilian um, world through people like that. And now, in saying that, like some of the things that we do need to find, which would be which would probably work well in the normal organic uh, army, I'm sure that the SF uh, would do this already. Is that um, we. Like for running the business, there's things like I can the right way, like you know having all this organised and doing all these things may not actually be the best way mm. in the end. What we may need to achieve right now is to is to do this plan around seventy percent, and then we'll, we'll we'll sort the rest out after because it takes too long. We don't the costs involved to do it. There's so many other factors that we need to look at, as opposed to me writing a full set of orders and all those phenomenal details that. May not actually end or change the result at the end.
0: Mm. There's definitely a different thought process, a different way of thinking about things that military people bring, because we we quite often break things down into its component parts rather than looking at things holistically. We then we break it all down into its little tiny pieces so that we can explain it easier. I think that's one of the strengths actually, and then and especially with wargaming and 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 the like, you know we. The very first thing I say to people, if you have something that's really complex that you have to solve, the very very first thing you should do is a timeline. Walk up to yeah. a whiteboard and put a timeline on that board. That's the very first thing. If you've got a visual representation of time, because time is a man-made thing, it's it's the, it's a concept that's man-made, yeah. and it, and it can slow down or speed up as as was explained by Lee's note. But you know, dependent on what's happening, cognitive process-wise. Right. You know, and so if you've got a timeline there, you can then fit things into the into it in its component parts. And I think yeah. military guys do that quite or military guys and girls, obviously is what I mean. You know, they're capable of doing that intuitively. Um, mm. because they've had it they've had it forced into them for so long. First of all, yeah. they've had First of all, they've had you will wake up at this time, and by this time you will have this done, and then this will be thrown out the window if it's not done, you know. And so they've over time they've slowly had to um, almost speed time up to meet certain time demands, so that they can have that enforced discipline become self-discipline through the basic training, and then and then what happens when they get to their units is the time constraints are taken away, but they're all running around self-regulating time. Yeah. And I think that's a, and and they do we do that with mission planning as well. We look at it and go we need to self-regulate this because otherwise it's wasted it's wasted resources because time is your ultimate resource. Exactly. At the end of the day it's all we've it's what every single one of us have. Yeah. You know? We that's right. we have a start date and an end date and all the time in between it is a resource you can use it as you want. Like I like I like to take afternoon naps, but do you reckon I do that every day? I don't because I know that I'm just sleeping my life away you know, oh, exactly. plus I'm 45. So afternoon naps are sometimes a necessity <laughs> <laughs> depending on what, no, de- depending uh, I on I what
1: training. I, I agree. I agree with that completely. And I, I, again, I feel like if I'm going to employ anyone, I, I, I want to employ military personnel one because they're accountable. Mm. Now That's accountability cool. is, is an asset that every business wants Yeah, because it, it, it allows us as employers and directors to give more mission command because we know that these people will achieve what we want them to achieve.
0: Yeah, Jocko because they're accountable. Jocko Willick calls it. Um, we use accountable, and I don't think it's a. I don't think it's as powerful a statement as what Jocko says when he calls it ownership. It's like yeah, exactly. you have complete ownership of you. And yeah. and I say something which people who listen to this podcast probably heard me say at nauseam, which is you know you don't get fat from eating humble pie, which is another mm-hmm. version of ownership but people just don't own their fucking mistakes you that's know right. but when people do do that when you when you do it become it's like the shackles are lifted off you yeah because if you've got a good boss who gives you the left and right of arc to operate within and then gives you the right resources and you make a mistake and you go hey I'll take ownership of that if that boss goes to you yeah that's cool Well, then creativity grows in that space because you're not yeah. afraid of making mistakes yeah. But it's when people sort of scurry around like scared dogs around their in their in their employers, you know, and and they're always looking for an excuse so that the, you know, because they're worried that their position isn't you know is not tenable. Um, that's when you don't get the best out of your employees, and that's when you have leadership in a toxic environment.
1: Yeah, I I, um, I agree with that completely, and I think if we're if we're able to, I guess. How can we bring that how can we bring that out? Mm. You know, how can we bring how can we bring that out to more personnel to understand? Mm. That's something that like for me, if I want to do something else, like granted, okay, we've started a business, we're doing a good job with that. Mm. Um, we're learning along the way, but what else is good is 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 being able to pass this on to other people that want to do things because mm. it's it's that gives you a sense you know it's good for a reward. I mean, you feel good. When you, when you can help somebody else out, it's a natural thing. Mm. Um, and again, particularly with military personnel because we, you know, it's something that we're passionate about and we want to work with mm. um, and uh, and, you know, and the support and what we get out of it is it's not, I, I can look after, you know, I, I can say, Bram's such a good person, but I know if we work together, we'll both do better. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And, and our fields may be different but coming from this podcast or you giving a discount or, mm. or being able to pass on some knowledge that it might generate five or 10 sales, mm. but everyone's going to benefit from that because you might be able to give them a discount for something they couldn't get before. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I know more about leadership now. Well, no, no, no. I, I've i always known about leadership. I know how to articulate it better now than what I ever did when I was a leader in the military. And I, I wouldn't say I'm any better than what i was back then because i was an intuitive leader but but leadership is quite simply getting other people to do what you want them to do because they want to do it exactly and yeah and so if you're able to you know and and then if you're able to influence people through purpose and motivation and and you know you influence them through purpose and motivation then what happens and this is the bit that people especially australians because of our culture we don't like to say but a leader is actually creating a fan base yeah that's what they are doing and it's not fans like you know i'm I'm justin bieber and i've got all these girls throwing their blooming panties at me which is actually a, a word in the english language that i'm trying to get struck off but anyway well that's another subject um yeah but you know what I mean. It's a, it's a, you know, you you you're not creating fans like that. You're creating no. fans like, um, ringers Western is a brand. I'm a fan. Let's promote them for free by putting a hashtag on here because this t-shirt's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so, and you're doing that through influence, purpose, motivation.
1: You know? Yeah, I, I I remember. I don't know how I came across your page, and you would put something on about um this post about you buying a new car i think it might have been Mm. test driving a um a merc or something like that Mm. some car Mm. and i just remember it saying you were doing you 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 were doing things which you know put you out of your comfort zone Mm. and i I, and it triggered something which was out of the norm that i got because you you were not concerned about making yourself look stupid Mm. you were just there to have a go and um and that's what uh that's, that's something that I clearly remember which had an effect on me and mm. said, you know what, this guy is he's different to everybody else because he's genuinely trying to do better in, in life mm. and I want to I be a part of that.
0: Yeah, I think, I think what you're saying is, is that whole you don't get you know, fat from eating humble pie. You know That is exactly it. It's a, it's a, it's... The other thing too is I was, uh, what, 15 years old and you might, this might resonate with you. I was 15 years old, Banksia Park High School in South Australia, Um, lived and breathed back in the 80s and, yeah, in the late 80s, Tour of Duty and Platoon and Rambo and Airwolf and all those movies and shows and stuff. And there was things going, there was army recruiters that came around the school and, you know, so I would have been about 14, actually 14 then. And then what I started to do was, you know, I kept this diary and had photos of the military in it. And then there was this ad of this, this Duntroon, this, this raw Military College guy with his slouch hat on walking through a field, you know, with his mates around him. And then there was the old, the army ad where the leopard comes through the water and they've got a yabby on the front of it and he chucks it to the cook and he goes, hey, cook this up for us, Davo," You know, that sort of shit, you know? Yeah. And, and so for me, I was looking up to fictitious people. Yeah, there wasn't anyone who, or you know, other than a couple of um, you know, friends of the family who'd been to Vietnam. There wasn't really anyone that was in their yeah. late twenties, early thirties, who was like what I wanted to become. And you know, there was sports stars, but I didn't want to be a sports star, mm. you know. And, yeah. and so for me, when I what I'm with what I'm doing now with Warrior U, you know, I I realize there's those there's that sixteen to twenty year old kid. Who's who's looking at what I do on Instagram or Facebook through Warrior U or through the podcast, and they're like, "Well, I want to be similar to that. I don't want to be like, you know, Jared Haynes or or whoever. You know, yeah, exactly. I want to I want a career where I'm serving the nation, and perhaps I've got an idea of going to special forces one day because I want to test myself in the ultimate arena. You know, yeah, exactly right. And so I want to show them that, well, you know, yeah, I'm real. Yeah, I'm. 89 kilograms and can no longer run 5k in 20 minutes but but you know what there's i'm still going to be the hardest person anyone's ever tried to kill like it's just you just got to you know you just just by saying that i am you know yeah you, and that's
1: that's that's a thing just by you saying it separates mm-hmm. you from everybody else
0: yeah well i think that's i think that's you know and it's similar to what brother shave are doing it's similar to what you're doing you know it's similar to what skilled athlete are doing there's all these there's these companies who i feel a real affinity to because they're real they're not, yeah. they're not, you know, some 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 guy, you know, with a six pack abs selling selling his soul out for a tea extract that's going to make you ripped, and he's got hundred and sixty thousand followers on Instagram because he he's at my orca snorting cocaine off the back of a blooming Russian's ass, you know. It's that's not real. <laughs> that shit's not happening, you know. No, and if it is, exactly right. if it is, it's happening once or twice before you're in jail for your life. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so no,
1: and you're dead right, yeah. and, and that's um, you know, like, and and you just in, you know, but you'll see, you'll see it as your Instagram, your socials pick up. Mm. It, it's such an artificial thing that you just have to still be aware of, mm. like the amount of, you know, they those sports stars on social media, and that's no different to us. Like mm. when we put our stuff on there, you just see it come through, and mm. it's such a, it's artificial and not real. Yeah. Oh, oh
0: <laughs> I saw the best one the other day. There was this girl in and she was she was she was gorgeous obviously she's you know an influencer she's i think she was maybe a singapore girl or she was asian she's in yeah. she was on a singapore airlines flight i think it was it might have been malaysian i don't know and she was in uh, in a first class seat and she was facing backwards in the seat so that she could look out the window so she wasn't even sitting in the seat the right way and then there was all those electric tea lights all yeah, around I
1: saw her. It too.
0: So what? So she what? She came on board with those tea lights yeah. and put them into it yep. just so she could get that photo. Yep. And I, I just think you know that's you're either living in a complete fairy world where you where you're doing those things because you're a nutbag, or you're doing that for the effect to get more likes on Instagram. And anyone who's looking at the the likes anyway, you know, I mean, you know, gr- right. growing something organically is really difficult because you're trying to build that fan base. You know, you try yeah. it. and it would be the if same you, with you.
1: If you look at the the photo I just sent you through, right, mm. on your phone. Um, yep. Now that's like,
0: boom. Look at that. What so that's a,
1: that's that that's a direct sale that comes through, and that that's they they, get, they post that on their page. Yeah. They'll send that through to us. Um, now we we that's mad. may or may not be able to pardon.
0: That's crazy. That someone yeah. would think that's appropriate.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah and that's 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 not even the worst of it either mm, mm, yeah as well. okay yeah but it's people putting themselves in that position to um, to do it and don't get me wrong like that would that would be like that, that that person's posted that photo on their page as well
0: yeah which is going to have an impact people are going to oh, buy it's going to be beneficial Yeah.
1: because there's no point on me having just conservative people on my page there's mm. no point because that's not the market remember mm. Aaron williams had the truckers, or they had mm. the rugby union private school people. Mm. But if we focus on one thing, it's not going to be right, but it's a matter of not putting ourselves in the position to compromise the integrity of what we stand for.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I want to talk to to the young guys and girls who are going into Defence Force recruiting offices for their, for their interviews and say to them, you know, first of all, don't go in there wearing... They should go to your website, right? Because first of all, yeah. they shouldn't be going in there wearing their grandfather's suit, where it looks like they've they're either homeless, the came they've yeah. homeless, and they've yeah. Because a suit is meant to be something that expresses a month's pay, and it should be tailored. <laughs> just showing, just showing, just showing my pedigree, right? Yeah, yeah and, exactly right. And, yeah. and and secondly, you know, going in there, going in there in the in the suit pants with the sparkly shiny silver tie that you'd wear to your sister's 21st, right? That's not going to that's not the job interview look no. either. You know? So no, that's, and that's. and it is a job interview, you know? And I think that some of the looking at some of the clothes, you know, on the Ringers website, you know, there's things in there that can be dressed up, dressed down. It's it's it is very quintessentially Australian. Um mm. yeah, as opposed to some of the other things that I've seen, you know, the advice that I give to the kids who are going in for these interviews and stuff is like, stop bloody, you know, actually invest in it a little bit, you know, because yeah. first impressions do count there, especially when you've got a young corporal or sergeant who, right at the coal face, is going to make a deliberation over whether or not your paperwork goes any further forward. You know? That's right.
1: Yeah, and and and. Again, that's what we've done. Like if I make a nice polo shirt, then I know that that's what the diggers can use. So that's yeah. what the officers will use, or a dress shirt. Well, you know,
0: chino. you know, officers will only wear R.M. William boots, um, brown fawn coloured chino pants with a blue, with a blue shirt, and uh, yeah, yeah. And I know that because a whole heap of us rocked up the Cornish Club from different areas, all looking exactly the same for an overseas trip. We look like absolute idiots. Yeah, um,
1: and 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 we're going to make that, but make it so it's comfortable for these guys to wear yeah
0: and a different different style and, and
1: that's exactly right but you know I, I I we we start a brand we make a product and we work out okay who's it going to be suitable for mm. and and then we just run with it yeah and try and do different ideas that can do it but you know it's uh, the people we meet and form relationships with is where is what's going to take our brand somewhere else I can't stress that enough like mm. if I meet um mark i meet yourself or i meet um you know just different athletes it's Mm. it's a matter of i'm not there to try and sell something to you because i'm not good at that all i can do is let's let's have a beer be good mates Mm. and everything will take care of itself it's so
0: it's so funny to me how many people say i'm not good at bd and yet they're always the best people at bd because the business (laughs) development is about personal relationships it's just yeah. as much about leadership as anything else. I mean, obviously, in a, in the area I work in, which is in the in the mining industry, I'm no good at BD because I don't understand half the technicalities of the vehicles and the mines and, and the stuff like that. I'm yeah, a yeah. I'm a I'm a leadership guy, you know. But someone yeah. like yourself, you're building relationships, saying, "Hey, my product's here. You know, if you if you if you like it, tell people about it. You know, you know, you get the right the right people. It's like Dan McPherson the other day put a post of him reading my first book on on uh, you know. On Instagram, and I had three hundred extra followers the next day. Now, mm-hmm. now you know th- that's a—I mean, that's pretty cool. And he's a good guy, and he's done that deliberately. You know, I offered him three dollars sixty for it, which is a book sale. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we covered—we covered sitting around the campfire. We covered setting up the business. We've covered the fact that um, Tara Pitt, the runner-up to Survival, Survivor loved your gear. Um, you know employing military people and you know i think that's something it's worth investigating a little bit further you know you know any advice that you would have for for people who are leaving you know the defense force looking for a job i tell people they should go into the defense force thinking about what they're going to do when they get out that's my that's my advice but do you have any advice andrew for people thinking about getting out and doing something different
1: yeah so I mean, f- for me that and say if you're a business manager or an owner, the one thing that we want to see is someone who comes in and owns the business so if I have a sergeant come in, he's going to clean up this mess mm. and that that is what army people do exceptionally well is clean up mess. Mm. they can make a business run more efficient because they know they know the little things of turning the lights off, mm. not wasting those pens, mm. you know making it bed in the morning. the one percent is. Mm. That will make an individual more efficient.
2: Mm.
1: Now, say some of those things may not be related, but if you come in there in the morning, say your desk isn't tidy, just just changing that energy energy will save me so much money in the long run because of the attitude that's changed with it. Mm. Um, and army people know that exceptionally well.
2: Mm.
1: And, and those who know it, who do it better, will always do better as well. Do you think? They, so sorry. No, go on. Sorry.
0: Do you think they're good at understanding processes and 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 that's a strength? Like just just mm. being able to. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. They know that
1: that's that is what's going to make something more effective. Mm. So if we, you know, and say for me, I might have these ideas, but I have to. We have to have pro, pro processes and procedures, and that's what we've just employed a lady for now. Mm. You know, we pay her mm. more money than we pay ourselves to be able to say. All right, these are the procedures now. Like you said, Bram, the timeline—it's mm. no good for for us. We're not just a two-dollar business now. Mm. We have to have procedures in place that say, from this idea in my head mm. or our boss's head mm. to it being executed, we have to have a timeline so we can. Because every single thing along that way, now we need to be able to plan. When do we do the photos? When do we release these products? When do we release them to influencers to get out? Wow, that's cool. That—that's what army people are particularly good at. Mm. is being able to formulate a plan a solid plan from a commander's intent which could be mine mm. or whoever mm. they can come into an organization understand intent and fix up processes
0: do you look at do you look at your rivals is there any rivals do you look at your rivals at all
1: oh yeah we do all the time absolutely
0: so in the military we're really good at doing center of gravity constructs on an enemy
1: yeah I was really
0: bad at that I was really good I understood
1: uh, it completely I was just always bad at understanding and that was I would, I'd throw that same giveaway thing yeah. the enemy center of gravity is his ability to maneuver yeah my
0: no i was I was really i was really good at it because I was I was such an average I was so average at everything. In fact, this is the premise of my next book, actually. I don't want to give too much away, but (laughs) I had to work a lot harder than a lot of other people. And so I became really good at the center of gravity constructs. And I think that they are, they really are something that I've taken into my adult, you know, adult, (laughs) my post army adult life, where you can look at, you know, an enemy or another business and find out that thing that gives them the strength to operate and then work out ways that you can target that through your. Through your own strengths, you know they're yeah. they're targetable critical vulnerabilities that are you know susceptible to some of your strengths, and it means that little companies like yours are, can be really agile towards some of those bigger yeah. companies. And I, I can't help but when I look at your company and look through the about us section, it almost looks to me look like someone has done that. They've gone, these are our strengths pitted against larger companies' weaknesses and this is what we're going to be really good at because being really good at these things makes us better than that company and, and, and yeah. you know who I'm talking about and the companies I'm talking about but you you do seem to be quite agile quite fast to react to the market
1: very yeah, yeah. well look I, I, we've obviously done that mm. I just haven't been able to articulate it as clearly as what you have so I look at mm. what was the one thing that we want to dominate the market was our work shirts you know the mm. the you know, H three quarter closed front work shirt. Yep. You now, how can I get someone to buy that product mm. that they're already buying from someone else? Mm. And it doesn't matter if you're the toughest Saskat in the fucking world. Mm. I don't want to wear a shirt that itches. Mm. So we put this special fabric softener on these shirts. So they just feel amazing on. Yeah. We lightened up the colors so that then I can wear that to the pub. Mm. We're, on the ladies, we put a little bit of trim on the inside of the collars and the cuffs and made them button up. Point of difference. The point of difference, practical work shirt, but mm. still achieve something else. Yeah. We noticed that the shirts weren't long enough and um, for, for tall people. So we just made them a little bit longer and a little bit longer in the waist mm. and, um, and that made a huge difference. Mm. Made a work shirt that has a larger pocket so you can put your phone in your pocket.
0: Tell me you walked into pubs in, in Oodnadatta or places like that. It's that's Australian, and just started handing shirts out. No. Nah, you never didn't did that? They
1: did buy them because they're that
0: good. Awesome. Well said. <laughs> but yeah. everyone
1: wants a free cap. <laughs>
0: yeah, the caps are awesome. I, I mean, yeah, I've been cruising around in my trucker cap for the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I bought that. I bought one of the white tees just to wear with blue jeans. And, um, yeah, there's something going on in that um, stretchy material that I quite like. <laughs> that's good. Cool. Yeah. Hence, so yeah. we
1: we do, um, and and could we articulate it better? Yeah, sure, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as that my designer, our our designers, and you know the, and our CEO has a good understanding of what we're trying to achieve, we'll, we'll be able to achieve it. Yep. Granted, as we grow, we'll develop all those things better. But intent, we we won't be beaten on that.
0: So so no mucking around. How big is Ringers going to get?
1: Oh, Ringers will be the biggest clothing brand in Australia within the next five years, like hands down, yeah. easy.
0: Yeah. Is there thought given to the high-end market, like some of the companies in like Italy and the like, where they where they have those smaller companies, you know, they make boutique things?
1: Um, well, we're doing boots. We're, we're going to do the things that those core Australian band brands all did that worked, but mm. we're just going to do it better mm. by providing what Australians want with it. Mm. We don't need to reinvent the wheel mm. at all. Mm. Just need to, We just need to test and adjust it a little bit. Yeah yeah Have because seen those dress shirts change over the last 50 years no no nah,
0: nah. and you see you see someone like you see you know you get a nicole kidman wearing a a ringer's shirt in new york yeah and and it's like the world's changed for you my friend
2: yeah
1: <laughs> you know? Went to this event last year cmc and um sitting at this uh sitting at the bar i was actually sitting there by myself and just, you know thirty thousand people there and um the, the singer, the, the head head act came on and he's wearing a ringer's cap on No, standards.
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I was just sitting there thinking, Fuck, this is, um, you know, it's a good feeling. And yeah. Look, from, from cool. all our staff and all the family and everyone that's been involved and I said, like, you know, again, like an idea that was started, but, you know, without it, like I've got, you know, James, my brother-in-law who's the director and essentially runs the company, um, you know, we've had massive things come in to make our business run more effectively. Yeah. And without key people like that, who remember he was a digger in the army, like mm. a, you know, just a soldier, but his capability to be able to carry and run the business mm. was second to none. Awesome. Without having key people move in and getting ego out of the way, mm. we would not be as successful.
0: How good are soldiers?
1: And, and that's <laughs> so, what family does. to So
0: good. Yeah. No, that's cool. You know, I, I was in a um, I was in the Maldives. With the family on holiday, and walked down the beach to the beach bar, and saw someone there reading one of my books.
1: Yeah, I mean that's
0: eh? that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like Mm that's cool. I mean that happens in towns a little bit too. Anyway, yeah, um, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that's that is really cool, man. I think the company is going to go from strength to strength, and I'm you know again want to thank you for supporting the Warrior You podcast with with some of its production costs. I think that's you know very very nice of you and. Certainly made my life easier in the last couple of weeks. Um,
1: no, hundred percent. Like for us, and again, like let's, our main thing is let's work together, mm. whether it's military, whether it's in you know, a friendship, have whatever capacity. If we do that, mm. we'll always be better off because, you know, individualism is the worst thing. Mm. Cool.
0: Hey, thanks Andy. If you want to test your physical and mental toughness, then get outside and compete in true grit. It's a military inspired obstacle race. I know it's legit, because I served in special forces with the co-founder and managing director, Adam McNamee. And to celebrate our bromance, the good dudes at True Grit have created a discount code for listeners of the podcast. Use the code WARRIORU2019 for 10% off every one of the 2019 events. That's WARRIORU2019 and you get
2: 10% off. Maybe I'll see you out there.